We've got 400 episodes and like 500 followers. You know, real fringe types. This is spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's over a fan an episode. That's pretty good. I, I think that's great, Pap. That that spoiler really nailed it. Good job. This is this is a big day. Four hundred episodes of the podcast. Four hundred episodes. We have a giant crew tonight, and we're spoiling a giant movie. Two thousand twenty twos. Maybe too soon to call masterpiece. <laughs> the Batman. Fun episode for us. We have superhero correspondent PK with us. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always a great time. I started as a fan. I continue to be a fan, so congrats on 400 episodes. I love it. Aw. Thanks, PK. Yeah, thank you. This is 300 episodes more than Pappy and I thought this we would ever get it to. So, very exciting. Also super exciting, we have another special guest uh, with us tonight. Austin. Um... First time on the pod, right? Ah, uh, yeah, first time. Very excited to be here. Very Woo. cool. And you just start recently started a podcast. Uh, do you want to plug that real quick? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, so my name's Austin. My brother and I, uh, Jordan, just started a podcast called the Film Bro Basement Podcast. Uh, self-explanatory title, two brothers in a basement talking about film. We just put up our first episode this week and uh, on track to record our next over the, the next few days. So, uh, yeah, super excited about that. Very cool. He's on episode one. We're on episode 400. It's like we're at a cross, <laughs> crossroads of such. Would you describe the Film Bro Basement podcast as some real Fugazi shit? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, get out of here with that. It's old school Middle Earth shit. And <laughs> and if we were to pit your brother Jordan against our brother Jordan Ooh, in hand-to-hand wow. combat, who oh, do you think would yeah, come man. out on top? Great question. Oh, or movie trivia. Movie trivia, I'm not sure. Hand-to-hand combat, that guy watches a lot of professional wrestling. I feel like he knows some finisher moves. So, uh, my yeah. in that context. You don't want to get caught in the walls of Jericho, okay? <laughs> But Jordan, <laughs> our brother Jordan's a trained psychologist, so he's got all that mental fubuji, yeah. psychological work. But he also has absolutely zero movie trivia knowledge. Yes. True. Yes. Yes. The irony of that, though, is Jordan sets, sets up our biggest movie trivia of the year every time, which I kind of love. <laughs> um, but let's go around. Let's go from Isis to Weesis. State where you're recording from and who your dream casting of Batman would be. No dead actors, obviously current day. Mm. You know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Josh. Yeah, too late. Well, I'm picking a dead okay, actor. Okay, let's go Me dead too. actors then. All actors on the table. <laughs> Isis to Isis, go. Am I the fur- furthest east? Who's eastest? Josh? I mean, Toronto. Okay, this is this is Josh from Goshen, yeah, Toronto. Indiana. Uh, There's no way Goshen is east of no. Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> People told me to go, so I'm going. Going to keep the momentum flowing here. Uh, my dream Batman, and there's been a lot of Batmans already. Like, we've seen a lot of them, but 
I would say in the comics, I, don't, I forget which comic it is. Corey probably knows, but there's some old versions of Batman that are really grizzled. Dark Knight Returns. And awesome. Yeah, it's Dark Knight Returns. And like heavy. And I would love to see an old Andy Griffith when he was still alive don the bat suit and kind of be that sheriff character again and just pound some thugs. That would be amazing. But Stevie, what can we also add a little bit of our theater experience to this? Because <laughs> I was supposed to go with yeah, you guys. Yeah, very cool, Josh. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. I had to back out. Some stuff popped up. And I went to Linway in Goshen, and I sat too close to like the green exit light. And the, this movie's pretty dark, you know. So it's like I have this like green color in my left field of vision <laughs> that's like associated with this movie forever. I think. <laughs> Yikes! Austin's probably next, right? I think it is, is that- Austin now. Yeah, I'd say yeah. let's go Toronto, right. Austin. Fire away. So I don't have any like knowledge of the the comics to draw from, and I just came up with this Dreamcast right before uh, recording. But I'm gonna go with Matt Dillon. Um, get him playing an older, unhinged Batman. Play the character as a psycho. No more Alfred to to keep him settled and just going crazy, kind of like a house that Jack Pill take on the character. Yeah, he stalks Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this could yeah, work. Definitely. I don't hate that. He's got the chin yeah. and he's got the voice for sure. This that's pretty good. This is Pappy recording from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I didn't budge our guest like Josh did rudely. <laughs> I waited hey, my turn. Geez, I was told. In, in the order. <laughs> uh and I was really worried too, because it sounded like you were gonna take my pick, Josh, describing the older, heavier set. Ooh. Uh, Batman. I didn't go with Andy Griffith beating up the Joker because he has a still in his basement, but I went with Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> donning the cowl. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Like, if you tell me Philip Seymour Hoffman's playing Batman in a movie, I'm going to see that movie. I don't even need to know anything else about it. I'll go next. Uh, Mikey recording from the canonical real life Gotham, Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh um, shit, you're in Chicago now? Yep. Dang, I was next then, sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> um, I think I would like to see uh, Henry Cavill be Batman. Just say fuck yes. Superman and become Batman instead. And he's got the chin. I think it'd be a pretty good Bruce Wayne as well. Drink every time you hear the word chin in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. He's got a good chin. Phil Hoffman has two chins for Batman. <laughs> That's better than oh, one. shit. <laughs> this is superhero correspondent PK recording from South Bend, Indiana. Uh, we're all over the place tonight. Um, I, I don't know. I just kind of came up with this. I thought everybody was going to say Jake Gyllenhaal. Ah. So I didn't come up with Jake Gyllenhaal, but I, I was kind of scrolling through some actors and I was like, ooh, that one could have been cool. I think this is a guy who could pull off both the it, you know PK. classic Bruce Wayne persona and and not Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, and also the intense of Batman. I think Hugh Jackman could pull it off. Yeah. He's also got the chin for it. Huge Jackman. Would you be for it if he like his Batman character is also doing a musical? Hell yeah, why not? That's what I said. I think, he would, I think he would crush that. 
He is the greatest showman. Exactly. <laughs> this is Corey, Kylo Ren memes, recording out of Simi Valley, California. I would like to see a Batman movie open, you know, with the Warner Brothers logo and it's all dark. And then you see Happy Madison production. <laughs> and you see him looking in the mirror. It's Adam Sandler looking at himself and he's going, Skippity doo, I'm the Batman. Happy to bed, Dad. And uh, it's him just, you know, solving crimes, running around, acting like a dickhead like he used to in the 90s. I'm not talking about uncut gems, Sandler. No, we want original recipe. That's a great Sandler, though. <laughs> QB, the yeah. long Halloween. <laughs> that is an that's an all-time spoilers joke pk thank you for that i know that's i i had to bring it back i'm just kidding of course i think this is a good segue stevie because my dream cast of bruce wayne and batman is robert pattinson we got him he's my favorite working actor pappy knows this but i'm kind of obsessed with robert pattinson on my personal account <laughs> Everyone knows this. Everyone on my personal Instagram account, all, know. all I post are Robert Pattinson memes. That's it in my stories. Uh, I love Robert Pattinson deeply, and he I is the fucking that. king. So my dream cast was actually achieved. Achievement unlocked. Robert Pattinson as Batman. What's your favorite meme of him as Batman? You're the meme I just guy. made a meme today of Robert Pattinson as Batman, <laughs> and it's... um. It's him with his uh, hair in his eyes, you know, in the bat cow, but without the mask. But he has the eye makeup on. And the caption is, yeah. my 2005 MySpace profile pic. <laughs> okay, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart, Indiana. Um... I'm kind of going to, I mean, PK kind of got me on it. I am going to say Jake Gyllenhaal in a very specific Batman movie, which this is, I mean, the Batman, the movie we got is kind of playing on that a little bit, but um, the comic series or uh, graphic novel Batman Ego is pretty much Batman wrestling with an inner being that's a terrifying version of Batman that's constantly telling him to kill people. Uh, it's very psychological. Um, he's constantly telling him to like kill people throughout the comic, eventually telling him to kill himself, and eventually Batman learns to live with this inner demon that he has. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal would crush that. Ooh, that sounds cool. Ego, you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's called Batman Ego. It's one of my all-time favorites. You had me at Jake Gyllenhaal. I know. He's so good. I mean, him and Robert Pattinson. If they just got on screen together good more chance. often. Good chance. Or ever. Have they ever done I'm it? I'm so excited for you, Corey, because like, Robert Pattinson was so good in this movie. Oh, yeah. Is he your favorite Batman ever? Me or PK here? Well, you, since you love Robert Pattinson. I'm assuming you know, so, right? Someone my age, it's really hard to not say that Kevin Conroy is your favorite Batman. He's the guy that did the voice in the 90s animated mm. series, which is very yeah. much beloved by millennials like myself. Um, so where I'm at right now is I'll say it's a tie, but I'm sure one day I'll sway one way or the other. It's, it's a little too close for me to say definitively, but I did love him a lot. 
Yeah, Robert Pattinson, I think, is the like Adam West. I think he did the best version of Batman I've ever seen on screen. But let's hop into this. Josh, I know you had a green exit light in your eye for close to three hours. <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna, you know, affect what you say or not, but was the length of this movie a problem for you at all, or did it feel you know, fast for you? Did it feel slow for you? What was your kind of take on a three-hour Batman movie? The length of the movie bothered me before I got to the theater because, as you guys know, here in the Midwest, it was the first good, nice day of the year. It was. Mm -hmm. And looking ahead at the hours like one through four, (laughs) literally one through 4.15, I just like couldn't bear it. And that's actually why I canceled out on you guys. But oh, hurtful! I'll, I'll say this, guys. No more lies. Once that Nirvana <laughs> track hit, once something in the way locked in with those first images of Gotham, I was like locked in. I was ready to go. I, uh, length, yeah, it took a back seat. I'd say after that. Rorschach's journal, Gotham. <laughs> 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 I like that stuff. I it's I know it's cliche, Pappy, right? To have a voiceover at all, but as an exposition tool. But did you dig it here? Yeah, definitely. And like you gotta they're creating a whole new universe, right? Like this whole new iteration of Batman. But that's I'll say this, Stevie, the length doesn't bother me, but there's a lot of ins, a lot of outs of this story. Oh, oh yeah. I mean you got <laughs> A lot of people to keep track of. Yeah. Mobsters who aren't even named, who may have killed Bruce Wayne's dad. It's a lot to keep track of. I give you the 20,000 credits. I mean, mm-hmm. Pap, I'm going to ask you this. Like, Do you think they should have changed one of the mobsters' names? Between Falcone and Moroni? so close. Dude, so Mar- Salvatore Moroni is not in this movie, right? Correct. He not, does not appear on screen. I featured yeah, no. in this film. You see him in like a like a TV, like a news shot, but that's it. That's pretty confusing. <laughs> like, because he's like supposed to, he, he's a major player, right? Like he may have ordered the death of Bruce Wayne's dad. Like, I don't know. But I did love John Turturro as the guy who sounds just like him, Falcone. He was awesome. That was a cool casting, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The Jesus, Interesting Jesus choice. character. Yeah. yeah. No, no, just the Jesus. Yeah, and I like the style as well, like wearing glasses all the time and kind of the uh, the uh, the twist of like uh, him being Catwoman's dad. I thought that was an interesting take. I hadn't ever seen that take on that character before. I mean, the stuff with Falcone really ties us into um, one of the comics that this is a big basis of, right, Stevie? And that's The Long, the long Halloween. Halloween. Um where when the I, one of the first lines of dialogue I think is during a Rorschach Batman's journal is you know he says it's Halloween night and I immediately I'm like okay they're doing it like they're gonna do the long Halloween and it's not an exact adaptation no comic book movie is but I think there's a lot of things that are drawn from this that we'll talk about more as we go through it but one of the big things is Falcone's involvement with the Wayne family right yeah. I think that's where that came from and uh, I think it's a cool concept to have there be some kind of uh, connection between, you know, our hero trying to do the right thing and our, I, essentially what is our villain of the movie or secondary villain of the movie, I should say. Do you have trouble taking 
John Turturro as super frightening. I have trouble getting like really scared of him. I can get scared of Paul Dano in an instant for sure. Well, that's what but... I think kind of like the different take on this character is though, Josh. He's supposed to be like unnerving and it doesn't, I don't think he really pulls that aspect off. He's too much from Oh Brother Where Art Thou still for me. I, I just see I it. think like out of all the Falcones we've got in like you don't get a lot of them, but you get mainly the Falcone characters in like the cartoon adaptations of comics. They're a little more like ruthless, like a young Marlon Brando from Godfather mm. type. Yeah. And um, this one's a little softer, I feel. I thought it was a really cool casting, like Mikey said. Fatherly? Fatherly? Yeah. Um, they kind of hinted that, that a little bit. And the part with him being, you know, worked on at the Wayne's like table after being shot numerous times is directly right out of the long Halloween comic. Like yeah. it's directly lifted from yeah. that. And I'm so happy they didn't show that. I think a lesser film would have like done a flashback showing and I'm really happy they didn't show that at all. That's the other thing about the length of this. Like, I don't know what you could possibly cut from this movie because it's, it's very much like a noir, right? Where everything uh, kind of like boring. leads to the next thing. Like, <laughs> It's not boring though because Batman punches people when he gets there. That's well, the difference. A lot of that's a, that's another thing. Pap is like he's in the suit for like seventy five percent of the movie. Yes, or ninety. And I think part yeah. of the it's an insane amount that he's in the suit. Like part of it that goes to the runtime is like they let a lot of these shots breathe. Like you know, like kind of like we said, Steve, a lesser movie would do this or would do that. Like there was a scene in that I remembered thinking about this specifically, like when the, there's the bat in the cage mm-hmm. and then there's the the envelope for the Batman, they take the time to show that shot from inside the cage. They show him open the cage, slowly reach in, grab the thing. It gets kind of stuck. He pulls it off and he they wait till his arm gets all the way out. He like, right when it's about to shut the cage completely, that's when they cut. It's like a lesser movie would have cut like right when he grabbed it instead and just had him opening it up or something. But it's like, a lot of these shots, especially in the the crime scenes, they just like draw it out and let it. Was that Peta friendly? I think it was a CGI bat. I don't know. I'm pretty. I no, think killed really? the bat. I don't think Peta really considers bats. You know, really. Yeah, they're very the Ace Ventura they in their stance on. <laughs> yeah, animals. very. You know, <laughs> Ocha. that was a COVID you know. bat. So, <laughs> PK, it's funny you say that. that. I've been. Bat. I was thinking about that too, and that was actually my example. But everything the Batman does is slow. Everything except when it's time to like basically not to be slow when it's time to fight someone when it's time to show his force or get out of a situation. And I think that makes it all the more impressive when he does fight or when he does do something like uses grapple gun or whatever it may be, because everything he does is methodical and thoughtful and he moves slowly and he looks slowly and everything is calculated and he has such control over himself in that way. Yeah, you even see it at when he's Bruce Wayne, like when he goes out in public, he's like completely just st- stops and stands still because he's just like <laughs> focused on what's everything that's going on around him. He's like listening to different conversations. He's like, yeah, like you say, he's very methodical. It's like, I think a lot of people had criticisms of him not having that Bruce Wayne persona, oh. that classic like facade. It's like, I think we're going to get like a, we'll get into it later, but like, He's, I think he's going to work his way up to that. He's still, like, doesn't realize, you know, like, 
eventually people might catch on that he's this really quiet kind of crazy dude they're like mm-hmm. he could be the batman or something so i think eventually he might get to that point but we're using the word slow a lot to describe this and i feel like people might think that's bad but one of the places like you're saying where it worked extraordinarily well was when zoe kravitz has like the contacts on in her eyes and she's kind of like meekly trying to get through this like really rough crowd and batman's like slow down <laughs> look at each face keep your yeah. head tilted that way longer than you want to and that kind of had like that human shuddering awkward effect that you could kind of feel physically right well she's that. the exact opposite in the way she moves she walks fast she talks fast she does things fast pk i agree with you though um that is kind of like Bruce's flaw in this movie, though, is he has yet to really kind of pick up the Bruce Wayne persona, like, well. And this movie is one of the first ones that kind of addresses it. They do it in the comics a lot, but Bruce is mentally ill. Like, the character himself is not all there. And pretty much what, like, this movie is trying to say is, you know, he's pretty much Batman all the time. And they, you know, we've heard it in Kill Bill Volume 2 at that speech. And Bruce Wayne is the alter ego. And one thing I appreciated about this movie was like 99% of it outside of a brief conversation with Alfred in the hospital, he is Batman all the time, whether he's in the suit or, the, or not. His delivery in that scene in the hospital, though, is a little bit weird. Like, it's a little bit like, I don't know why he's whispering like that. <laughs> he's, he's so aggressive. Like,. And he doesn't, this Batman doesn't show any emotion other than anger, right? Like, is it normal for other people to call him vengeance in the comics? Like, is that how he introduces himself? I think Catwoman was like teasing him by calling him that. That was the impression I got. I feel like he gets called that a few times though. Yeah, Yeah, Penguin calls him that a bunch. I think it's just like, you know, that's what he says when he's beating the shit out of people. It's like, and then... He's not going around calling himself Batman yet, at least. And then, yeah, it's just like that's the rumors that go around town. So that's probably what people think he's called. He really wanted so. to get like vengeance and make that be a thing. But, you know, he started getting called Batman and he accepted it later. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, all my branding. Yeah, he had to take off the V. As a pappy, he, I understand. He, I think he only says Batman once. And Does he say Batman? Like, I don't. I, I don't have the Twitter handle Batman. I have. I have vengeance. Vengeance. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> no, it's when like uh, when he's like, I think this is coming to an end. Like the Batman, or he might just say the Bat, but it's yeah, he's talking to Gordon. Yeah, you're right. He does say that. Okay, Austin. I have a question for you. Yeah. I love a movie that lies to me. I think that's all the more fun in viewing. In the beginning of this movie. I mean, we see a very, you know, huge apartment or house in downtown Gotham with binoculars looking through it. I thought we were going to see another version of the Wayne, you know, the Wayne's murder go down. Did you think this was the Wayne's or did you know it was someone completely different? Uh, No, when I saw, because when he looks through that window, you see the little kid and then you see the two parents. I thought for sure that was the Wayne's. And I thought the ninja suit too. Yeah, I thought okay. And I thought yeah. we were about to see like a, another take on that scene, which was surprising to me because from everything I'd heard about this movie, it was like trying to do something different and not do what we'd seen so many times in Batman movies. But yeah, I was fooled too at the beginning. 
They do that in the Tim Burton Batman too, don't they? Like a misdirect. Yeah, in the first murder. one, it's like a different family, mm-hmm. and you're oh yeah meant to believe that it's it's young Bruce. I was so lied to. I thought the kid really stabbed the shit out of those parents. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but there's another point, Stevie, where the movie lies to you too. The timing of the Alfred call when he has that explosion, yes. right? Like, I mean, it's edited in a completely deceitful way because that's happening well before the scene where Batman's rushing back. It's like back. the Silence like of the Lambs edit. Mm-hmm. But I love it though because it pays off with the the smoking Wayne building. I I, I appreciate that that thoughtfulness to, to lie to us a little bit. Man, that shot of where they first reveal the Riddler, where he's just like the frame, he's just perfectly right behind that guy. So the TV creepy. eyes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We need to talk about those murders too because I had I saw a mom. I saw a mom <laughs> on Facebook <laughs> ask if she could take her daughter, who is in my daughter's grade, to this movie. And I was like, you know what? It's your choice. But Paul Dano murders someone with like a travel by bludgeoning them in the head, and they kind of show it. That's one of the in most the brutal. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the most brutal superhero deaths that I know about. Besides, like, okay, here I here's my death, problem. Death I think war. I have the most with the movie is yes, I was a very violent murder, and it was like you said, like with a blunt object, it was pretty fucked up. Why isn't this movie going for the R? Like, right. they go around that cop scene right afterwards, and they're like, "Oh my god, so much fucking blood!" Yeah, there's no blood anywhere to be seen. <laughs> Just go for the hard R if you're gonna insinuate all of this hyperviolent shit is happening in this universe. Then Robert would be able to hang. <laughs> yeah, I, because I feel like I feel like they really half wanted of this to. Is, but... Half of this aesthetic is seven. And they're not yeah, going the seven full way that Seven goes. Yeah. I feel like WB was like, all right, Matt Reeves, you can make the whatever movie you want, but you got to make, it's going to be PG-13, and you got to include the Joker somehow. He's like, so I have to make a Batman movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Joker part wasn't necessary as well. I yeah, let's, like that too. let's go ahead and, well, let's go ahead and get to that since we already brought it up. Like, did anyone else have a, Jo- uh, problem with the Joker scene besides me and Mikey. That was my least favorite part of the no, movie. I, my I, only problem. It, yeah, it, it, I didn't I like hate it. it, but it just it just felt so out of place. That's why I feel like WB was like, you have to include <sighs> something with the Joker because it just felt like it was just like, all right, I gotta put this in here. I would have loved Scarecrow or something. Yeah, my I got different villain. I just can't imagine in twenty twenty two being excited that the Joker's in a movie. You know what I mean? Like, I have, like, a million of those I can go watch right I, now. I could, if it was, like, Joaquin Phoenix Joker, maybe. I don't know. Just somehow... I don't know. But, like, Joker was, like, not one that I was expecting. There's and... there's a video online of Matt Reeves explaining that scene. It made me feel better about it, hearing him explain it and, like, his vision. Because, like, you know, I like his setup of Gotham and this, like, Gotham City we have, but... Still, it, it, he made it seem like it's the beginnings of somebody who might like who could be the Joker or something. So it's like I don't think he's gonna become the Joker yet, or like maybe we know get him for the next movie. But yeah, I, it just felt very out of place. Y'all are haters. I like this part. Uh, like I said, I didn't hate it. It just felt it's a tasteful use of the Joker. You literally don't see his face. And do you know who the casting is? Uh, yes. Yeah, I looked it up. 
The kid from Killing yeah. of a Sacred Deer. Barry Keown or Coogan, whatever his name is. Kogan. Yeah. Also, yeah, him and him. him and Paul Dano's laugh sounded like almost the same. Like they both can't have that kind of crazy Joker sounding. They're laugh. playing off <laughs> of each other. <laughs> I, I Josh, liked you liked it a lot. It's like. Austin Powers with Dr. Evil and those <laughs> scenes where they keep laughing and laughing till it's not funny and Ooh, then it's funny with the again. the to the mouth. <laughs> I love that shit. I cracked up. I really did like it. I, I thought it was nice to see some humor in this dark movie. This, I mean, this scene to me felt like deleted scene extras on a, you know, <laughs> Blu-ray. Yeah. Like, yeah. end of a 10-minute really scroll, good. like 10-minute credits, like... This belonged in nowhere in, you know, the movie at all. And you really can't put it in the credits because people would be like, oh, it's, you know, going to be part two. Can't wait. And, you know, if you're trying to explain something to happen and maybe the end of part two or part three, you have to put it in there somewhere. But it just didn't fit where it was placed in the movie at all. I hope it's a long tease. Like he's not in the second movie at all. He's like in. That's the- what I was telling Pappy earlier t- earlier today. It only makes sense if he's in part three. It makes no sense because he's not. He's not even the Joker yet. Yeah, because that would imply like the Riddler's out in the next movie as well. If the Joker mm-hmm. is out, Pappy always identifies like one character per franchise that if they show mm-hmm. up. It's trouble. That's not for true. Him. <laughs> well, the Joker no. is becoming trouble though. What if what if he was an all CGI younger Austin. Jack Nicholson, Pappy? How would you? Yeah, man. <laughs> no, I'm interested. A literal just CGI Jack Nicholson. No, like no actual Jack Nicholson involved. I mean, but could you guys like see the prosthetics coming through the glass door or whatever? He looked like his face was really it is. fucked up. More like like, comic like the long Halloween. Yeah, like very that, comic That's how his face looks in the long Halloween. He was literally born only being able to smile. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, there's. I've read something about that's potentially the route they're going. Yeah. So Matt Reeves even said, you know, I think that graphic novel was um the man who laughs, but that's kind of the Joker they're going with is the one that was you know didn't really fall into a pit of acid. He was just born only being able to have his giant ass grin. So so Stevie, what did you think of? the Matt Reeves Gotham City and like kind of this world he's built and set up for us. I I love it. I think it's the best Gotham's ever been. I really do. I think like a lot of movies It's the best because it's the worst. Yeah, the reason you, you I say that saying? is because <laughs> so many movies in these franchises have been like, you know, Gotham's, you know, terrible. You know, you know, rats are eating people. And then they'll show Bruce Wayne in this giant penthouse, you know, and driving Lamborghinis. It's like, well, you're not really showing the worst of Gotham. This movie showed Gotham to be the utter shithole that it's always been, and I really appreciated that. Built below sea level. The <laughs> They're broken. Uh, I agree. I uh, would say just outside of the cartoon, I think this is like the best representation of Gotham. It looked very, I mean, that first shot of like when it's like panning down and there's all of those screens in like their version of Times Mm -hmm. Square or whatever. I thought that was, it like didn't look real, but it looked futuristic enough. Mikey, you said it was Chicago though. And I thought it was explicitly New York in this film. 
I think they I I definitely saw a shot of a Chicago like one of the bridges over the rivers. They they definitely their basketball stadium places. was called like Gotham Square Gotham Square Garden. Like, Go- Gotham, like Gotham Square Garden. Yeah, does it, it doesn't even make any Square sense. Garden. It's not called New York Square Garden. <laughs> New York Square well, in the Garden. Credits, I love that. In the credits, they said that they filmed in Chicago as well. I so thought they like, filmed oh, it in yeah, Scotland. It looked like Chicago, like, Scotland, London. It was it was London and. Chicago is what I saw in the credits. There could be more. I'm not, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they did do some in Scotland. That car it. chase felt very Chicago to me. Do you guys like that scene where he like crashes out? Because I feel like that's pretty indicative of like the city, and you're like in it there. You mean like when he's really... like gliding? Yeah, he glides and he's like going under an overpass, and like you feel the speed, and where he lands is like just such a terrible part of town and all of a sudden you're like he's just a man on the middle of the street and like this isn't good that landing is brutal I guess one of the best things about this movie is that for basically two hours straight, Batman doesn't really succeed. You know what I mean? Like he's actually just coming up against like failures or clues. Like he misinterprets a clue via Spanish at one point and has to talk to the penguin and stuff. It's like he does like the Riddler kind of gets what he wants for literally 120 minutes of running time until Batman like saves the people in uh, Gotham Square Garden or whatever. Isn't that like. (laughs) A theme in the long Halloween, doesn't he? Yeah, for like the that and yeah, because he's in long Halloween. Um, there's a murderer called Holiday who's murdering like high ranking, important people from the city on every holiday for an entire year. That's why it's called the long Halloween. Him like gliding down and crashing out reminded me a whole lot of year one, which is pretty much him fucking up for an entire year. And I was gonna say, like, they made an explicit point to write year. Gotham Project yeah. Year 2 on that notebook. I was like, okay, this is definitely not based on Year right. 1 then. I love that quick little glimpse you get of him on top of the thing right before he puts the windsuit on. He like he looks so scared for a split second. <laughs> he, he looks like he's about to face like, oh shit. Never done this before. And, uh, I just loved all the like grounded elements of Batman and, and this Gotham. Like how It just felt like, I'm not saying like it felt like anybody could just pick up and do what he's doing, but like it felt so real like could you picture christian bale doing that like that little gasp and step back i I love that detail too but bale's batman to me (laughs) seemed more methodical and prepared for everything so i don't think like the gasp probably like would have worked with his character this batman's way more flawed yeah and even in the bruce wayne side it's way more flawed and that's so much better he also (laughs) looks way better as batman compared to christian bale the way Christian Bale's Dude. mouth protrudes from the mask, like the way it's like squished in and like the skin like folds, <laughs> kind of fold over the mask. That has always bugged me. Robert Pattinson is just, he just. Okay, well, let's let's rank the Batman suits. This is the best Batman Hands suit down. by far. And the oh best Batmobile. 100% the best Batmobile. Dude, the scene where it fires up, I saw it in IMAX and like, you could feel I'm, it. I'm a huge like I'm a huge fan of fighter jets and shit. So like you hear that high pitch of the turbine kicking on, 
And it's just, ah, oh, and then you see the, the like, kind of the flames underneath lit, like, light the vents in the engine or in the hood. Oh my gosh, dude. That was probably, like, my favorite part of the movie. Damn, Josh, we all saw it in IMAX too. You could have yeah, seen it with Josh. us. Yeah, Josh, I saw it in IMAX. <laughs> than seeing it with the green light in the fucking corner of your eye. Linway saw it in fucking Linway. Fucking I mean, Josh probably heard the back. movie next to him for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Linway rocked my socks, guys. Austin, you don't know this, but Linway sucks. It's uh, from Indiana. Linway's a shithole. It's the theater we all grew up going to, and it hasn't changed oh, shit. Yeah, we used to have a theater like that in Pickering. It updated finally, though, so it's pretty nice. Absolutely no soundproofing. You get two-for-one movies. I made the biggest mistake going to Linway, seeing a quiet film, and Transformers was in the show next to us, and it was awful. No. <laughs> it's two for the price of one where I come from. I don't know why you're complaining. I want to know if Austin has any insight into how they made the Batmobile fresh after all this time. And not only fresh, but just like realer or something. I don't know. Do you have any answers for us? I mean, I was talking about this with my brother and like one of the things is just it feels a little more practical and just it's it's a smaller Batmobile, like as cool as the tumbler is to look at. Uh, it just never felt realistic to me that Bruce Wayne was driving this thing around Gotham City. Uh, like, I don't know how he'd ever go into, you know, like a stealthier kind of approach to anything. And this is like if he's going out at night in this Batmobile. He could get away with it, like just as a regular car almost. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I love the look of this thing. I, I just, it felt a little more raw and a little more like something a younger mm -hmm. Batman would have. And yeah, it, it did feel fresh for sure. It's like a. Well, did you guys notice? Did you guys notice him stall it out too yeah. for a second? <laughs> so, because like, if I don't know if you noticed, like, too earlier in the movie, he obviously he probably keeps it covered up when he's not using it, but like, there was a lot of car parts and pieces around. It's like, I wonder if that was one of the first times he'd actually used it. I think that's the idea. He finally has a use for it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, because it was, and plus they needed a re uh, way for Penguin to get in a car and be able to start to get away. But like, that's I thought a good that was point. so funny. Because he's, he's riding the motorcycle a majority of the time, mm -hmm. right? Which I love. He looks awesome on the motorcycle. Because I did notice, like, yeah, one of the first scenes you see him in the Batcave, he's, the car is up on, like, kind of like blocks with a sheet over it. You don't really see it. You just see like the frame. And then, yeah, like there's this one shot where it's kind of panning and you it's going through a bunch of like, it looks like engine parts and stuff. So yeah, I feel like he was working on it up until I love that, that Batman has just like a Dom Toretto muscle car with like a mini <laughs> yes. jet engine strapped to the back. Family. Nas. Yeah, he's got Nas, you know, he's got a friend named Brian that's kind of goofy, but, you know, he's cool, we let him hang out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Loves tuna fish. That's what I'm saying, though, about this whole chase, like, 
truckers definitely die in this chase, right? Oh, like, 100%. To, like, there's huge explosions, and it's all to track down the penguin, who's actually not directly involved in this. You know what I mean? It's all kind of a, a red like herring. a red herring to chase him down. Okay, so what? Some truckers died, but did you see that sick Bro. jump? No, it was <laughs> awesome. <Rassical laughs> jump through the flames. That was flame. fucking sick. I loved it. Ooh, okay. Austin, did were those the truckers it? that were holding up your whole country recently? Yeah, man. That was the, uh, the truckers' <laughs> convoy. Austin was just cheering loud as hell in the theater. <laughs> Stood up. Batman shouting, wear a mask as he's yeah. 316-ing off of that. People in the crowd cheering for Damn. Batman. Austin's cheering for dead truckers. <laughs> That Michael Giacchino theme, though, or soundtrack. Amazing. Oh my god. Did anybody mm-hmm. else get Darth Vader vibes oh, from that? Oh yes, from, sir. Like, the Batman theme. Yep. Oh, oh come on, man. yeah. <laughs> it fights hard from Star oh, Wars. Yeah, like when he is like first walking in the subway in the beginning, and we hear like those combat boots, and you, they kind of have a clink to him, like he has spurs on him, like he's a cowboy walking into a saloon, and everybody gets silent, and you hear that bum bum bum. It's awesome. What a great theme. Bah, bah, I love how bah, it's so dark, bah, too. Bah, so, like, you literally, like, before you even see his full shape, you see, like, kind of, like, the shiny shit on his suit first, and then all of a sudden you see, like, the whites of his eyes. Oh, it's so cool. I mean, that scene is amazing. And the setup, and we were talking about this in the beginning, like the, like the Rorschach Journal stuff, how, like, Batman has impacted Gotham in such a big way that, like, and they show it to you, which is something you don't really see in other Batman movies. That, like, the criminal underworld, by and large, is afraid of this dude. Like, they don't want to go around a dark corner, because he might be there, you know? He's perpetuated this idea that he is everywhere, watching all the criminals in the city, and, you know, just ready to beat their asses. Like, I'm sure every criminal knows someone who knows someone that just got their fucking ass beat into oblivion and, you know, described how horrible it is to get punched to death by this guy. And uh, one guy's like, I read his journal and he's like, I just got to keep pushing myself to kick these guys' asses. I got to punch more faces. I got to punch them harder. I got to break more kneecaps. The line, the whole thing, like like what you're saying, Corey, this whole like, and he's talking about how he can't be everywhere and the bat symbol does it for him. It like, strikes fear into into the hearts of whatever the criminals and the line where he's like god they're they're scared that i'm in the shadows and it's such a like perfect pause and then he just hits him with them i in the shadows <laughs> and i was like oh that's such a batman oh, line so right like <laughs> yeah it's so good i would like that whole theme of uh, criminals looking down like a dark alleyway and just being like freaked out. I wish they had like kept that up throughout the whole movie, because they kind of like they had that one montage, I guess, of in the beginning. Oh, with the drop like, If it had come yeah. into play later, they could have used some optical well. illusions, like they kind of see a bat, but it's not later. That I think done. it's kind of like catching us up in the story, though. Like it's it's serving that purpose, I think, in terms of storytelling. True. It's like yeah. saying, where are we with yeah. this world? Where are we with Batman? And uh, he's pretty street level at this point. Like the movie sets up the idea that the Riddler is his first like big supervillain in terms of like, you know, the, the many villains that Batman yeah. has. I think this is the first time he's ever had a guy like this, like a named villain, you know? He's just been kind of running around imposing fear on criminals so far. 
Corey, you alluded, or Steve, you alluded to it in the opening spoiler. But Corey, did you like that the Riddler has 500 followers? Hey guys, <laughs> he's got like 500 in. followers. <laughs> Real fringe types. Did I like that the Riddler has 500 followers? <laughs> yeah, probably my favorite my part question. of the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have been a He's movie. Spewing mistake. some really right wing ideas, and no, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, what? What does this guy yeah, like? What do his followers represent? Like, there's no really like parlor. Is, is that tweeting. what's going? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> parlor. He seemed like a guy who spent a little bit too much time on 4chan. Are they Antifa? B, like that kind of stuff. Are they the other one? They're the mm-hmm. trucker. Convoy. I think they're the other I one. Think <laughs> I think a lot of them were at January sixth. <laughs> I think they might fix this in future versions because uh, this really bothered me. Actually, the like Discord chat that he's like going live to—it's like a Twitch chat. It looks just like it. Yeah, but nobody's talking. But it's just frozen in time the entire <laughs> yeah, time. Nobody's he's talking. talking. Yeah, it's the same messages up, and then later they zoom in on those same five messages. I thought that was one weird little speck of laziness in this movie. That's yeah. dead air. <laughs> it's a it's a navy surplus mask. We can get it at the Gotham's army surplus store. What shotgun gauge is good? Like any gauge besides twelve is good. Any to blow Batman's head off, you idiot! <laughs> Shooting him in the chest, it doesn't work. <laughs> Does anyone have a gun I can borrow? We need to kill this guy. Who cares, dude? Batman gets shot so many times this movie. He take that double barrel shotgun towards the end of the chest, like holy shit. Oh, that's another thing. I love the little vial of adrenaline he gives dude, himself. Bane. Dude, that's a really Bane. good Bane. That's cool. Oh, that was sick. I kn- I didn't know. I saw it twice. I didn't know. I didn't like catch it was green the first time, but I saw it again yesterday, and I was like, oh shit. That's a pretty cool idea. <laughs> I thought he was gonna die after that. I thought he was on like a two minute timer. <laughs> like, his heart, would just his heart was about to explode <laughs> yeah. if he just knocks Jim Gordon out again. <laughs> Should we talk about Gordon? I don't think we've talked about Gordon much. I was, I was just going to bring that. I, I, I really like the relationship, especially that scene where he's fucking beating the shit out of that guy. And he taps him on the shoulder and he turns around and puts the dukes up. And I just love the look that Jim Gordon gave. He He's like, you could tell he's scared as shit, but he's looking directly in his face like, yo, bro, I'm here for you. Calm down. We're going to get through this. But it's just like. Their their relationship is one of the great. best parts I of the entire movie. Can't wait to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how he calls him yeah, man awesome. all the time. Yeah, I have in my notes. This is not a comedy, and not as in all capitals. And it might sound obvious, but I like how this is so different than like a Marvel movie, right? Just like in the overall tone. And even though like I've seen people say online, it's like way too overly serious i feel like that relationship too between batman and gordon there's some humor there there's some humor where batman's like talking about all the cats like there are some like there's little moments of levity yeah there's a hilarious part where alfred catches robert pattinson i'm pretty sure jacking off to <laughs> that like down blouse shot of zoe <laughs> i'm serious i think that's kind of implied in the movie that like he's rewinding this sexy shot of her back and forth, just rocking it back and forth, like looking at her. It's pretty ridiculous. Is there any other reason he was listening to that line of dialogue <laughs> over and say, over? Did anybody pick up on the <laughs> masturbation themes of the movie? I missed that one. <laughs> 
Maybe. He wasn't looking for a clue in that sentence. It was that she looked good. I'm telling oh you. Oh my God, I'm getting a clue. He had a clue. Let's follow your clue. <laughs> um, let's see. Stevie, can I ask you something? Please. Is Batman woke? Great question. I don't think it's woke. Um... I really don't know where that comes from. Well, I from. happen to have with me a Ben Shapiro quote. Oh! oh. Ooh, <laughs> he didn't even watch the fucking movie. No, he, the I first line of the tweet is... This gets cut out and put out at the end of the pod. Just on The first line of the tweet. <laughs> Maybe. I just saw the new Batman movie. Bullshit. And I have some bad news. It's It's not great. <laughs> Well, the movie is visually yeah. stunning, I had to fight back the urge to roll my eyes Whoa. at the occasional references to white privilege and vague nods to dismantling systems. As the saying goes, everything woke turns to poop emoji. That's pretty good criticism. Was that Roger Ebert or Ben, ben Shapiro? <laughs> ben Shapiro is the Riddler in this movie. Oh my god, that is literally me. He's the same oh. person. <laughs> Here's the thing, Corey. It's like, what do you mean by woke? I think that's I, the question. Because I do think that there are some like, this movie feels very updated with like political themes, right? Like, I mean, the Riddler's plot is a mass shooting, you know. And there's like, I think you can even say there's some climate change shit in there with like the fact that it's like the levees breaking on Gotham and stuff. Well, and they do say yeah. white comma privilege. I don't think I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I think this movie is very more politically aware than a lot of superhero movies that you'll see. What? I, I feel like the only reason this might be said is because a few characters are black? Yep. 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 No. Yep. What are you talking 100%. about? That's why no, people... But you, you don't think there's any political themes in this movie? No, that but that's saying? not why people are calling it woke. People are like, cat No, that's black. not saying it woke. Uh, Detective Gordon is black. Yeah, that's why people yeah. are calling it woke. It's like what do you? That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you mean by woke? You know? Like, no, Corey. But to answer your question, I don't think this movie is woke. Just because a movie has current themes doesn't mean it's woke. Right. I, like, did that get too dark there a second ago? Was that bad? What? No. <laughs> what? Okay, you're calling people off for their bullshit. Pretty spot that's, on, Josh. That that was the only excuse I heard no. was that Jim yeah. Gordon was black, and I was like, that, that doesn't. Nothing, that, that, that doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's and the mayor. That has nothing to do with Batman. Like this, <laughs> and the mayor. this mayor yeah. is part of like what? Is, what do they call uh, that squad? Oh, squad. Yeah. This, this mayor. Is AOC. This mayor is, is part saying? of the squad with AOC for sure. <laughs> I, that's that's. Ben I, I want to be problem. honest here, and I I think the criticisms that someone might say this movie's woke, and I don't agree with that. I hate that fucking word. It's overused and basically meaningless. But Agreed. I think it's because there's uh, talk, namely from Catwoman, who's like a, you know, disenfranchised woman in the city of Gotham. A street tough. And a street tough and a criminal. And uh, But she's, you know, she's pissed off at the rich people, uh, as is Riddler. And, uh, you know, Riddler obviously is handling that anger in a different way. But they feel like they've been cheated by other people in society who maybe have things better than them. And, you know, Catwoman even says, like, you know, I'm tired of these white privileged fuckers uh, just stepping on the little man, taking payouts from the mob, and uh, I'm going to fucking deal with it. And I think that's where that position's coming from. But I don't think the movie holds that position. I just think characters in the universe do. But does that mean Ra's al Ghul is woke, too, for wanting to tear down the city for where it got to in Batman Begins? 
No, that's Liam Neeson. That's different. No. <laughs> that's racism. He's white. He's so no. white. <laughs> <laughs> I've said my piece. I feel like Brett is seething listening to this podcast right now. I love you, Brett. Brett, turn the episode off, dude. It's Brett doesn't over. listen to episodes he's not on. Oh, true. Mm. True. <laughs> Brett will be on the Hyperion episode. Uh, Austin, I have a question for you. I love you, Brett. Yeah. As unrecognizable as he is, did you think Colin Farrell killed the penguin as much as I did? I thought he crushed the role. Oh, yeah. Um... I I absolutely adored what he was doing. Uh, I thought that character was great because he was like really entertaining and funny, but not treated as like overt comic relief because as you guys were saying, this movie takes itself very seriously. And I think the humor comes uh, more from like clever writing and the performances and like what he was doing with his voice to that accent. I thought he completely nailed it. Cause even if you watch him and stuff like Miami Vice and whatnot, I find that Irish accent always finds a way to always. Slip in there, it doesn't no matter swat how hard to hide it. Yeah, true. <laughs> and here, I not once. I was kind of waiting for it, and it never happened. I I loved it. I want to see more of that. Well, character. you will because he's getting his own series. You're getting an HBO show. Yep. Yeah. What? Yeah, the, mm-hmm. uh, HBO greenlit uh, the Penguin, starring Colin Farrell. Hey, wow. take it easy, sweetie. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> What do you don't know, L and La? Nobody taught you a fucking fifth grade Spanish. <laughs> Dude, that one, no, that one line where uh, Batman has him up against the glass. Hey, don't you know my reputation? He's like, Yeah. Do you? <laughs> oh, dude, it's just like you know they're talking about two completely different things, and it's so good. I know it's been so a long good. time since this has been a popular point of discussion on the internet, but why did they make him look like Richard Kind? And not use Richard Kind. Like, like, what is the deal with that? Like, I mean, I don't mean to sound like Jerry Seinfeld, but it's just weird, right? What's the deal with Richard Kind? <laughs> they made him look like Richard Kind. Just cast Richard Kind. <laughs> but he's not Richard Kind. What's the deal? <laughs> the thing is, they had to be like, he has to know he's ugly, right? <laughs> So if you just catch Richard, Richard Kind, he's playing a different kind of smooth. He thinks he's good looking or something, right? Does he? <laughs> yeah, I don't think this. Probably might. not. He's pretty awesome, actually. I don't want to rip on Rich, <laughs> no, he's Richard great. Kind. I he's love amazing. Richard Kind. <laughs> Front of the podcast, awesome, Richard for Kind. Sure. <laughs> Josh, you said John Turturro was like distracting because you couldn't get over the fact he was John Turturro. If you told me, if you, oh, sorry, if you hadn't told me. This was Colin Farrell playing the penguin. I never would have guessed it. Oh no, I would have never known. Not in a thousand. Meanwhile, years. Andy good. Circus over there playing the most obvious Andy Circus I've ever seen. Playing a fucking monkey. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh, because Planet of he's the, like the most He's just Andy Circus. <laughs> no, honestly, I thought he was going to die after the bomb thing. I didn't think he was going to be in the movie anymore. So to see him still alive was kind of shocking to me. You thought they were going to kill Alfred? I, yeah, I thought they were going to kill Alfred because a bomb blew up in his face. <laughs> he tossed it. He t- a bomb blew up in Batman's just, face. That's a C4. A bomb blew up in Batman's face as well. <laughs> but Unscarred. he has Mando armor. He's got the, the best scar. I was going to say, we'll come back to it in a second, but 
don't rule out Andy Serkis playing multiple roles in this universe. In the Batman comics, there is Detective Chimp. And I think that would be perfect for oh Andy boy. Serkis. What era is that? <laughs> what the hell is that? Uh, I think that's from the 70s, okay. 80s maybe? That's some Silver Age With Detective bullshit. Chimp. It's a chimp with a trench coat and a hat that smokes a cigarette, boys. It's incredible. Is that what Curious George grows up to be? Like, what is Just burned out Detective Hulu? Chimp. Isn't there a Hulu animated series like that with Jason? Yeah. Or Sudeikis? Yeah, he's like an agent, I think. Yeah, like Hitmonkey or yeah. something. Um, but uh, what you guys? What was your guys' take on this version of Alfred, who's not very fatherly at all? Uh, more so kind of like a partner in crime. A literal partner in crime, some might say. I like that he had like that military experience and stuff. And he was just jumping right into the cipher. Oh, you the know? SAS, um, yeah. I liked uh, when he gives the cufflinks to Bruce Wayne, too. I think it's a little serious there. He's like, your father gave these to me. Um, I, honestly, I could have done without the scene in the hotel or the hospital bed, no. Stevie. I, don't, I like I, that a lot. I like it's but it's just confusing to it. me. You need D- it. Do you need to reference a mobster you never see in the movie in a three-hour movie? Yes, you need it. Do we need that? All I that? think you need it for. It's more for the growth of Bruce yes. showing that he doesn't want to lose people. Like he's still afraid to lose, and it shows that he really cares about Alfred. There. No, his growth was when Falcone told him that his dad's dirty. And now he's like, oh, his dad wasn't really that dirty, actually. You know, like it kind of undermines the whole moment a little bit. The movie is three hours. I, I see what you're saying there, but I still think it's it's more towards it's to show that he really does care for Alfred because he you know he kind of gives him that shit like you're not my father yeah. all this stuff and I think it's more for that. More. I'm than looking at my watch. My, I, I know what you're saying. Though. I'm looking at my watch during this whole part. I'm ready for more. Let's move the story along. Are you really? Yeah. Oh man, I think it sets up beautifully for future arcs. It hits a beat, Pappy, that um, not relevant to the dialogue in that scene, but there's a beat that's hit throughout the movie, and uh, it's it's just like a reminder. Like, we know it, and we're reminded when the bat signal hits the sky, like, it's time to put on the I mask like that. and get back to work. And like that happens at the end, it happens there, it happens earlier in the movie, and uh, it's just an aspect of this movie that I love. Like, this guy is always on as Batman. And not always loving it either. He's kind of in a midlife crisis when we start out with him, where he doesn't. He's like twenty five. He's not right? in the middle he of it. He doesn't particularly <laughs> like being the Batman right now. No, I agree with that. I mean, it doesn't. You know, I thought that was doesn't a, seem like a nice touch to this character. Fun to get shot all the time as often as he does. I mean, despite <laughs> having like essentially magic armor in the context of this movie, <laughs> magic armor. Like it. I mean, it it still does wound him, and we see that a little bit. You know what I think is kind of relatable about it is we've all had like a friend or been the person who's gone through like a really bad breakup or gone through grieving and they're just like going back to the gym and writing in their journal like push myself. <laughs> and so like I think we all kind of understand where this Batman is in his life growth. Listening to Nirvana in the dark. <laughs> that writing. is literally me. <laughs> Corey, what'd you think of uh, the eye makeup? Um, uh, well, looked cool, right? But it it often made me wonder if like if he just put on the cowl, would it work? Because it looked a little too like 
No. Um, I don't know, perfectly set up to like look a certain way when he's not wearing the mask. I don't think it's the exact same way it is when he is wearing the mask, but I mean, it's it's something right. that is not addressed really in Batman movies. The fact that like the skin portion of his eyes is makeup, it's definitely never addressed in the Burton movies. And uh, the first time I really saw it like be brought up in a movie was in Kick-Ass actually. When Nick Cage as Big Daddy, mm-hmm. he does the eye makeup around his eyes. Not just the eyeliner, but all around his eyes, like the paint. And, uh, you know, I like that they show him having it. It's it's just a thing that's kind of, like, always been talked about but never really shown. It just grounds it more. It's like you yeah. always see Christian Bale with the, with the mask on. It's like, well, how come I can't see around his eyes? Oh, because he's wearing eyeliner around his entire fucking <laughs> eye socket. And then when he takes off the mask in the next scene, it's like, how come he doesn't look like he's got football black yeah. on his on his face or whatever? It's like fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I thought I thought Robert Pattinson looked like perfect on, in the suit on screen. Like the the jawline was great. Like the how it blended with the darkness he just like looks so cool every time he was on screen like like and especially like you said he moves slow just like there's that one scene where he's snooping around the apartment and the cops are like hey what are you doing he just fucking stares at him doesn't say a word and then he's like ah, all right go ahead like you're fine it's just, it's just intimidating <laughs> oh, so cool. yeah, like the cops are like this guy's like a loose cannon like i don't know what he's gonna do he doesn't say anything like is, is he gonna hurt me like He's got a good presence about him, and there's a, a strong bit of tension with him and other police officers. Um, All of them. I mean, th- there's a really standout moment, obviously, when yeah. he gets taken in after um, the DA's head gets blown up and Batman gets knocked out. That scene when he's in the room with all the cops, and they're like, I'm surprised he got that mm-hmm. far without them taking that mask off, first of all. And then... That's my favorite scene of the whole movie. The ensuing so chase. Good. It looks so cool. I like to think that if you want to take Batman's mask off, you have to start with a zipper that starts at like his nuts. And like you have to go that <laughs> oh, you have yeah. to go that far. If you're gonna do it, How you're gonna far do the are whole you thing. To go? And there's <laughs> yeah. and there's a, a master lock with a with a chastity key. A, a padlock at the <laughs> at the crotch that you gotta have the key to. Yeah, I just like there's so many little like lines that were so Batman that he said like little one-liners like the that scene that you were talking about in the police station where he starts kind of fighting people because they're coming after him he's like oh yeah now I got you for assault an officer he's like you got me for assault three it's just so good dude I love I, my it. favorite part I think of that is when Gordon uh, clears the room and he's like let me talk to him I'll get him to cooperate and then like the way like they're whispering to each other I don't know there's something like there's something really cool so about aggressive. like the the head movements of Gordon <laughs> when he's whispering. He's <laughs> such and, aggressive. And uh, you know, he he helps Batman escape. He's like you're going to punch me and you're going to run out that door. You're going to take this key and stuff. And then like we mentioned before the the great joke, the follow-up like you know, you could have at least pulled your punch. I did. <laughs> I love it. I I love Jeffrey Wright and everything that he's in. Mm-hmm. He steals like every scene in every movie that he's in he's amazing in bond he's so good as yeah the cia i mean talking about favorite scenes austin do you have a favorite um i mean yeah that that police station scene was a standout for sure but 
I'm very partial to the opening of this on my first viewing just because like within 10 minutes I was fully on board with what it was doing. I loved his voiceover talking about the criminals in Gotham and like referring to them as the element. Um, the, the use of the Nirvana <laughs> song. It, it was awesome. I, just, I loved all that stuff. But um, oh, I also I love when he goes into the uh, the club for the first time. His walk yes. into the club. And he just starts beating guys up on the stairs. That was amazing. The too. club was sick. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love the look of that. I love the I love the repetition of the club to Austin because you have the one yes. where he like brutalizes his way in. You have the one yeah. where it's like awkward, and then there's one that I really like where he's sneaky, sneaky yes. Batman for just like a quick second. <laughs> yes. But you see it through the twins, like getting more and more fucked up too. Fucked up. <laughs> he goes in, like that's such Dude, a great touch. Fucked up at the end. <laughs> the line too about uh, someone like you keep this up, that suit's gonna be full of blood, and he's like, "Yours or mine." That, great. <laughs> mm -hmm. that genuinely made me smile. Right? I might have yeah. even chuckled because like stuff when it's like that good, it just makes me happy. And I, like, I had a big ass grin when he said that. I was like, "Yeah, you want to fuck around with Batman, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> what uh how big was your grin with the uh the thumb drive pun Corey? honestly though i know that and he even paused when he said he goes thumb drive i, I know it's, it's it's kind of like a bit of humor and it was a kind of a sick bit of humor but like him doing detective stuff and the fact that like this is what makes it work him being a detective is that when he figures something out and it's correct i'm like oh i should have known that Right when he knows the riddle, he lies still. I'm like, fuck! I should have known that. When he uses the thumb on the flash drive, I was like, thumb drive, of course. Like that's what makes it work is the fact that like your brain could get there, but he gets there just a second faster. And I don't know why it was so funny that he said I heard Batman say USB. I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> USB. The only riddle I knew was the Joker one. Friends. That was the only one I knew. I was like, ah, I'm not that smart. <laughs> that seemed like an easy one. The only one I got was justice. Like the, whether it could be poetic or cruel. That's the only one I got. That whole scene in the church mm. is awesome too. I don't, I don't like to compare like these to other Batman movies, but it's hard not to, but like the, the scene where he talks to the Riddler Mm -hmm. And when he's behind the glass, that scene was so good, and it did it did give me very similar vibes to the first, like the Joker interrogation in the Dark Knight. It gave me that that same type of tension. It was so good, like especially when you start realizing that Paul Dano's kind of in control, and there's still something that Bruce hasn't figured out. That was a pretty awesome reveal. I mean, as a moviegoer, you have to be like, okay. There's probably something else. But one thing I liked about that scene a lot was being able to see both characters, you know, whether one's someone's looking through the glass, either way, you can still see both characters kind of mirroring each other. And I like the way that the Riddler brought up, like, you know, Batman, you inspired me to go from, you know, a kind of a Weasley little accountant to one of the most feared people. And, you know, we're pretty much doing the same thing, trying to bring down the bad guys. Right, he thought Stevie they were question. doing the exact same thing. Yeah, you know, he thought they were helping each other, teammates, you know. And so he he doesn't know that Bruce no. Wayne is Batman? He does was not that... know. No, it was just all a... a You're led game. to be <laughs> led like, to believe that he does yeah. know until he says, you know, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, we almost got him. 
And he he okay. he was about to like acknowledge it too. He was like about to say something, and then all of a sudden he was like, "Oh oh, wait, what?" Should we have picked as viewers picked up on the van plot earlier? Like, I don't think that was seated, was it? No, not at all. I don't think you were supposed to because you're like kind of. I don't like the third act of this movie. You yeah. don't say that. What's the twist then? People keep saying there's a twist to this movie. What's the twist? That he doesn't know he's Batman is what I'm guessing. That Batman failed? Joker shows up. Joker shows up. That's what they're talking about. No. Could be. That's not it. Maybe the... Uh, Austin, the what do you think? Because I am i don't know him. what else it could be other than he doesn't know that he's Batman. Because in the trailer, it implies that he knows yeah. who Batman is. I'd say maybe the, the reveal, the only twist I can think of was Carmine Falcone being uh, Selena's oh. father. Oh. But that was in the long Halloween, though. But people probably haven't heard that. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't dislike the third act. I thought it was good. Still, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but the third act had like my favorite shot of the entire movie, which was uh, Batman leading the people out of the rubble. Aww, mm-hmm. best shot of the entire movie. <laughs> the flare shot is cool. I watched a video. Where Matt Reeves said that basically. That almost that whole scene was lit primarily by that flare. There was they had very minimal other lighting. It was almost the whole thing by the flare. I love how like updated this movie is and a lot of the things we talked about and like the use of technology and like the fact that it's like this mass shooting thing. Dude, that was fucking chilling when that was happening. I thought that was like terrifying. It looked like something out of like I started to move a bit in my seat. A video. Las Vegas shooter. Very yeah. reminiscent of that one specifically. That's what I thought too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started to squirm quite a bit in my seat when they were like lining up on the uh, terraces above. I'm like, oh, God, please, not this. I didn't like how the Riddler's thugs, like, I wish they had guns and looked dangerous at first, but when they're getting beat up, we're just like nerds, just like the Joker, right? I didn't like how they were kind of tough. <laughs> Does that make sense at all? You didn't like how they were given I mean, muscle? Yeah, why are his 500 <laughs> followers on Discord like bodybuilders? They're real fringe real types, fringe. Josh. Okay. Okay. Real fringe Lunatic types. Riddler fringe. Lunatic fringe. <laughs> Loud and Swain's out there. Lunatic <laughs> fringe! I thought it was lunatic fridge. Yeah, they're lunatic refrigerators. Oh, no. That's that's the that's Mr. Yeah, Freeze. He's the that's lunatic fridge. Gang of flunkies. <laughs> that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I believe that's an exact line from Batman and Robin. He's a lunatic fridge, Batman. <laughs> no. So, Corey, what'd you think when they gave that big reveal about how, you know, Batman, he's thinking he's inspiring people to by fear and stuff, and all of a sudden. The Riddler's henchmen say the same thing he's been saying to everybody. Uh, I was conflicted at that moment when, you know, when the guy said, uh, I'm vengeance. You mean that part? Yeah. I was just like, has he heard like Batman that says that and he's just being a smart ass? Or like, is that like their own thing that they say independently of Batman? That that was my like conflict with that. I mean, it was fine. I didn't. And I think that's when it, it, it sparks in his mind that he's got to make a change. Like, that's the whole, the whole monologue at the end. He's got to inspire hope, not just fear. Yeah, I like that He's angle. He's got to lead the people through light. Paul Dano mm-hmm. definitely told them on the Discord server 
to say I have vengeance if Batman ever <laughs> if Batman ever comes around you this will really like fuck with him hey guys just remember your vengeance <laughs> we're playing Digimon Friday night at 8 30 uh, remember to bring your carrier decks uh, carrier decks only that night and if you can pitch in that'd be great we're getting pizza you know don't feel the need to but you know any little bit would help and please like and subscribe to this video. Like, I see you watching, but no one's liking it. Only twenty percent of you are subscribed. <laughs> okay, serious note, real quick, because I don't, I don't know if we're gonna come back to it. The Catwoman Batman relationship, right? It kind of like builds throughout the movie, and uh, Catwoman Selina, she's like, or I should say that Batman is like pretty cold to her early on. Right? Like when he puts the contacts in her and she's like, you don't really care about me, do you? And he like holds her close and he's like, look at me. And then he was, he was just checking the contacts. Looks good. Like he, he, you think he might be saying like, like I do care. Oh, he, this Batman's yeah. a player. This Batman fucks. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. But yeah. <laughs> I don't think he does though. I really don't think he does. There's some pretty raw sexual chemistry yeah, he, there. Yeah. This Batman also is socially awkward. This Batman jerks yeah, off he... to a 10 second clip of her in his bat cave. <laughs> I mean, yeah. When he's Bruce Wayne, he's like Robert Pattinson standing by the fridge meme. You know, he's awkward. But they have like a, a really beautiful moment when they kiss at sunrise on a rooftop. And, uh, you know, of course, you got like the uh, the music playing, the the strings, and it's very nice. And it's uh, it's, it's great cinematically. It has very good lighting. It's a, it's a really good wide shot. But it's a very strange transition. I don't know if you guys noted this or even remember it. But like after Selena kisses him and walks away, it, it hangs on Batman. The camera hangs on his face. And then you hear a voiceover that transitions to the next scene. I am Thomas Wayne, and I approve this message. <laughs> yeah yeah that was weird I that think was his weird, dad dude. would have approved of him getting a girlfriend right exactly it's just <laughs> it's. I mean they're pretty much going steady by the end of the movie I mean they're just you know they're living in separate cities long distance dude it's exactly like the end of Garden State <laughs> if you think about it never seen it Josh Brett's okay. favorite movie my bad no my bad. cause they don't they don't leave Stop. No spoilers for right? Stevie. Save it for the no, podcast. No, please spoil it because I'm never going to watch that movie. Future it's spoilers. Movie. You've no. never seen it? Unless what we do, we do it spoilers, I probably won't watch it. What do we do? Yeah, it's not good. All right, well, I'm going to do Garden State, I guess, sometime. <laughs> Corey, bringing that up, though, about like the rough transition, what would you make of you know, father and mother Wayne not being all they're, you know, made out to be in previous iterations of Batman. It's a cool angle. I mean, I like that they're uh, doing something a little different, right? The easy route would have been child Bruce, parents walking down an alley, slow motion, popcorn, pearls, gunshot, bada bing, bada boom, you know? Uh, I, I like that, that what... What they do with the parents is something wholly different than that. And the reason they can do that, I think, now at this point in our culture is just because the character Batman, he virtually needs no setup. And this movie has that to its advantage and it uses it to its advantage. Like there's really no earlier origin story here 
because I don't think you need one anymore, right? Like mm-hmm. you can, it's like Spider-Man with the Tom Holland stuff. Like you can optionally do that if you want, but uh, it's not something that's necessary. And I think the fact that that is the case is really beneficial to this movie and the storytelling within. Yeah, I'm all about doing uh, weird stuff with Bruce's family. I mean, I love the uh, in the Joker, uh, the bit where like, oh, is is Thomas Wayne the Joker's real dad? Like, oh, I love yeah, that yeah, yeah. bit of that that um, misdirect. I thought that was hey. really cool as well. So it's like anything you can do to make and and the Falcone thing that that's from the Long Halloween, but I love that arc and that. Uh, Thomas Wayne helped Falcone and Falcone has him under his thumb after mm-hmm. that point. I, I think that's really cool to hold the Wayne family like accountable for some of the reason Gotham is fucked up. So I love that kind of stuff. I ordered Mikey. two Batman comics after watching this movie, which I think is a testament to like how much I like this movie. But CB, one of them was one that you recommended where there's like a bunch of owls. The wearing, Court of like, Owls, man. Gotta read Eyes it. wide shut masks. So like people are saying like that might tie in to this somewhat too. Do you want me to say what I think? Yes, yes. Okay, um, I would heavily advise for you guys to read The Court of Owls and I guess The and City the of Owls or, or Night, of, Night Owls. of the Owls after that. Yeah, Night of the Owls. Um, it's kind of like this Illuminati group that pretty much hangs has been hanging over Gotham for a few centuries now. And the big reveal in that is that maybe... Um, Thomas and Martha Wayne gave up a child before Bruce and sent him to an orphanage. And I think that's where the tie-in comes in in this movie where they kept saying Martha was spending a lot of time in Arkham or yeah, I think it was Arkham. And they really wouldn't say why and why Thomas had this reporter either be shut up or killed. I think it will I think it would be a nice touch in the second movie if they tied it in with the, with the uh, Court of Owls. That would be awesome. Yeah. They might do something like that just because it's like new and different. I don't think if these movies continue, and they probably will, that we'll see a lot of the same Z stuff that we used to see, maybe with the exception of Joker, you know? But I don't think we'll, we'll get those, uh, a lot of those old villains that we've seen in previous movies. I think they'll take some of the other comic material they have and run with it, kind of mm-hmm. like they did with this movie. Mikey, did, have you ever played the Telltale Batman games? I played the first one. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember if it was the first or second one. I think they do one of like a storyline where Thomas Wayne did some yeah. corrupt shit. Yeah, I had never like experienced that in a comic, it, uh, in any sort of like Batman uh, story I've heard before until like I played that game. I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Waynes are kind of at fault for like a I'm lot of the problems. I'm pretty sure it is the Riddler in that game that is yeah. exposing him too. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of make sense though? Like, how else did Tom Wayne, Thomas Wayne, become a, Tom Wayne. like a billionaire? <laughs> Tom Wayne Gacy. Like, was he just a Boy Scout and he's such a hard? He was such a hard worker. He eventually. Now the Waynes are old money, bro. So are the yeah. Arkham's. They invented yeah, string so cheese. That said, old money always to me <laughs> implies like ooh, a skeleton in a closet with that old. Money. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like at some point they had slaves. You mean? 
Oh. That's why this is so woke. That <laughs> oh, kind of old money. Total. But that's it's such more it's so much more interesting, right? That there'd be this whole like conspiracy or that like of course the highest levels of Gotham are corrupted. Like that's why it's so ridiculous to be like, oh, it talk about dismantling systems. It's like, dude, that's cool. Like that's an interesting story. Mm -hmm. Your family's a billion uh, worth a billion dollars. You're, You're the, the system, system, dude. <laughs> right. <You're> <laughs> of <laughs> We're course, talking right. about you, bro. Abigail's okay though. We like her. <laughs> Black Cat would kill your ass if she knew who your real identity was. I think that's Marvel, but same difference. Oh yeah, Catwoman. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, before we get into final thoughts, there's anything else you guys want to touch on? The action, bro. The action in this movie is amazing. Now, there's not a lot of action, but there's, you know, some good moments of Batman fighting people. And what I love about it, and what's different about the Nolan trilogy, is steady camera. You can oh, see what's mm -hmm. happening. Oh, it's, it's fucking beautiful. There is virtually no shaky cam in any of the action scenes, and there's tons of wide shots. Now, they don't yes. go on for ages. Like, it's... Batman is a precision guy. He goes in, he gets you with an elbow, the forearm, and then his fist, the guy goes down. And then he does that to, like, four guys. And it's really beautiful. It's, uh, it's just a great change to see. I've always hated that shaky cam bullshit. Marvel does it <laughs> way too much, and I don't like it. They somehow make Robert Pattinson look big and they make his like fists seem so powerful some camera trick i don't really understand how they're doing it he's got mitts on him dude those things it's are cool huge. it's awesome <laughs> goddamn banana hands over there is this is final thoughts a good place to bring up the post credit scene post there's a post, the post credit, credit scene? scene is not good there is if it's if not you'd good. call it that it's some post text on screen oh the website yeah, did you guys go to the yeah, website? Yeah, I went to the website. Yeah, it's 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 building up to something. What's it loaded at now? What's the website? I didn't even see it. What what I couldn't it's, catch it. It's it's the same one they go to in the movie, like Rata Alada or yeah. whatever. It's is that like a, is that like fifty percent? Puts a bunch now? of text. Uh, I did it. I think this morning or yesterday, and it was at like forty-seven percent, sixty-two percent as we speak. Okay, so yeah, it's building up to something. I think it's like every I don't know hour. How to it fucking changes. spell that? Rata Alada. You what? are. Come on! It doesn't even show up in Google. <laughs> Ratatat. They're building up to see if the box office provided enough funds to make a sequel. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that's what that's what that website is doing. It's like a box office numbers total. Sixty-two percent. It's a Kickstarter for the for the sequel. A Kickstarter. <laughs> what? I'm on ratalada.com and I'm getting hacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting doxxed. Did you guys uh, find out what the decipher code was on the website? It's I didn't look it up or but I read something about it. It's supposed to say something like this isn't over, something's coming. Yeah, something, something bigger like is that, coming, I think. Yeah. The court of the owls maybe. Dude, you know, uh, I'll save it for final thoughts. This is final thoughts. This is probably going to be this is probably going to be like a full-on Star Wars scale universe, maybe. I've, so I've heard Matt Reeves say he doesn't want to bring in like 
Superman or like outside of Bat Universe characters. But right, like, there's still plenty of Batman. No Luke Skywalker. You guys, like, who would you guys want? Like, we've talked about Court of Owls. Who would you want to be a villain? Maybe not necessarily the main villain. Lock up. Something a villain in the next movie. Detective Chimp. I like Scarecrow. Scarecrow is awesome. Dude, you know who I would want to see? Because you know how they did all the the red for this marketing. Red Hood. No, well, they, like everything was black and red. I want to see it all blue for the next movie and say, "I freeze." This guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can have the Schwarzenegger up. version. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not him, but like I would love to see a modern, grounded, realistic. They could do the new Fifty Two, Mister Freeze. That would be cool. That's a tragic story. Like they could go deep with that and make him a relatable villain. <laughs> I think they they tried that Heart of Ice in Batman and Robin. Like, they tried to do, like, the sad story Mr. Freeze. I think they should do the crazy stalker Mr. Freeze. Either way, yeah. yeah. That would that would fit in more with this Gotham. So, I mean, I just want to see, like, an actual live-action, like, freeze gun that would somebody could somehow create. I, I think it'd be so cool. I want to see, and I, this is just something I like in movies like this, I want to see the Batman, like, have a physical match in the next movie. You Man know, what? L- l- let, <laughs> they're not gonna put man in bat. fucking man yeah. bat. Fucking man <laughs> bat, bro. Let's go. What is man bat? He's a giant vampire humanoid well, bat. Well, a woman has sex with a bat <laughs> and gives birth to a man bat. I've heard of bat boy. Ooh, man bat. Weekly World. National Enquirer. Yeah. <laughs> fucking man. <laughs> I don't know. Some, uh, you know, like how uh, the Dark Knight Rises had Bane. Um, maybe uh, another. Not Bane, because it's it's been too soon. But uh, s- someone that Batman can go toe to toe with at the beginning. Uh, someone mentioned Red Hood, and I like that idea. Like that the the weird. problem is, is that this Batman mm-hmm. has clearly never had a Robin, so it would no, have to be a whole new type of guy. You would have to. I mean, it'd have to be like twenty years in the future for it to do Red Hood. Do you think this Batman could have a Robin though? No. He could have a Nightwing. We're talking about like a potential Robin. We're like, what about that dude at the beginning that is with like the the white face posse? I wondered that, that too, PK. And he's because yeah. he's like when he saw the symbol, he knew what's up, and he didn't. He you could tell he would, didn't want to be a part of it from the beginning, and he kind of let him run off. So I'm like, yo, that could be a, a thing. The only reason I say uh, Nightwing is because at the end. Um, Catwoman's going to Bloodhaven. I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I noticed that too. And that's that's Nightwing's territory right there. That's where he hangs out and fights all the crime. Can I go a left a left turn on this question? Yeah. I had I had this feeling when I used as a kid used to watch the animated series in the nineties. There's something cool about just getting comfortable with Batman and kind of living with him in his mansion and like knowing just being comfortable with him, I guess. So I think a movie with Robert Pattinson, I know this will never, ever happen because the pitch is like terrible. It's like George from Seinfeld terrible. <laughs> but if there's like no villain. It's about nothing. Yeah. And Robert Pattinson is just kind of being like checking the phone, looking up in the sky to see if there's the bat signal and it's not there. And things are like cool for a while. And it's just like... Him pacing. The lighthouse version of Batman. I don't think it's him going that dark, but I think hanging out with 
Batman and Bruce Wayne and not having him fight his inner demons, not getting violent and getting just, pissed about DoorDash being late, just hanging. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I want to hang out with Robert Pattinson. Maybe actually that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like Don't literally, Corey. I, Josh from Goshen, <laughs> am inviting Robert Pattinson to my home. <laughs> <laughs> the 400th episode of Spoilers, I'm sure he'll listen to this. <laughs> I'm in. Bruce and Alfred, the lighthouse in the mansion. That's that's it. I'll never get that out of my head now. Willem Dafoe is the Joker. <laughs> yeah. You goddamn farts. Oh. You smell like piss. <laughs> you like me lobster. <laughs> like jism, like rotten dick, like curdled foreskin. <laughs> Whoa, Corey. You have that memorized like Shakespeare. My God. <laughs> <laughs> like hot onions fuck the farmyard shithouse. <laughs> Corey, I like how you said um, physical match for Batman, though. Do you know the character Lockup? I don't think so. He's from the animated series. He also had a few comic runs. Um, he's pretty much a character. He's a guard at Arkham that would beat the uh, like inmates and people there senseless just for okay. the fun of it. No, I don't know him. And like when people start getting released, he like goes after them in really horrible means, and only Batman can stop him. Okay. That'd be fun. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah, so like like someone like that's like a physical match. Yeah, but, you know. he's built like Bane, just no juice. Cool. Okay. My only final thought was when Paul Dano's on the phone <laughs> skyping with Batman in the church. You know, at one point he goes, Vroom! and it's so funny, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have watched a version with someone's head uh, in the lower third of the screen right before this podcast to get ready. <laughs> but I watched it in theaters on IMAX without Josh, unfortunately. The best way. But All right. Um... Medicine, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, do you have any final thoughts? Um, nothing major. I'm just I'm excited to see where this goes. Like, I will admit, I'm not like the biggest fan of the the comic book movie genre anymore at this point but like i i feel like this one just felt so refreshing and is honestly one of my favorite movies i've seen in quite some time and i'm usually like kind of against this idea that as soon as you have one good thing you know you have to have the spin-off and the sequels but i'm fully on board for visiting this universe again nice what do you like better this universe or the snyderverse (sighs) i mean I am I am a fan of Snyder and I loved his Justice League but uh this just felt much more unique and confident to me um and I'm I'm much more eager like people are you know there's this whole restore the Snyderverse thing I'm good with Justice League I'm happy letting that lie um this is something I think deserves uh further exploring Oh follow up question all right, what sequel would you rather see? The Batman 2 or Good Time 2? Too good, too time. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Too good, too time. Too good, too time. Um, wow. 
Well, the Buddy Duress character is dead in good time, which is one of the things that would be great about revisiting that world. So I'll go with the Batman. <laughs> no, he might just like tell a story at the beginning of Good Time too. You're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here, bro. Bro, <laughs> bro, fucking building. <laughs> Wait, sorry, I was going pee. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Because there's a, there's a couple good time references in this movie, Pat. Did you notice? Yeah, yeah one times convenient. The restaurant store? or the mm-hmm. yeah the store. Yeah. The and he's like when he's breaking into Falcone's, he's dressed like the good time and like he is in good time. Oh, with the the, yeah. the, the hoodie and the hat. What yeah. was the first good time reference? I didn't get it. There's like a the grocery store, store. that guy store. robs at the beginning with the the watermelon mask or whatever the fuck the it drop is. Heads. Uh, it's called good time like groceries or something what mm-hmm. yeah. Corey's gonna go watch it again <laughs> yeah <laughs> god I, I gotta watch good time again dude that's like yeah, in my once. top five favorite movies ever i love it so much it's so good which is why our listeners who also like good time should follow austin's instagram page where he posts amazing <laughs> safty brothers related memes Thank you. Safety Bros shitpost. It's amazing. I love it. That's how <laughs> I met Austin here, by the way. Safty yeah, Bros uh, shitpost? That page has afforded me a few different opportunities for sure. Nice. Following right now. You see, guys, we got to shitpost <laughs> more. We're not shitposting. We no. need more shitposts. If you actually followed the account, boys, you'd see we're shitposting plenty. They're all shitposts. Okay? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> we had this this guy's pretty fringe. He's got 500 followers and he's shitposting nonstop. None of them chat actively. Bro, did you see this shitpost today? It's a lot of Patrick Swayze dick memes, but uh, it's pretty intense. <laughs> Okay, let's go into yes or no's. Um, let's go from east to east this time. And at the oh. end of your yes or no, just say where you want to see the series go. All right, this is Corey, Kylo Ren memes. This movie is awesome. Obviously, it's a yes. Uh, there are so many great things about this movie. And uh, one of them, and I'm not the first guy to say this by any means, is the fact that it's a detective story, right? And that's one of the many aspects of Batman. Batman is a multi-layered character that has a lot of cool things about him. Uh, we saw the Michael Keaton movies, of course, the Tim Burton movies, I should say, where, you know, he was the mysterious guy that relied on the gadgets. Like, that's a lot of what he did in terms of his action and his crime fighting. The Christopher Nolan movies, we got to see the ninja and now, finally, we got to see the detective, and I just love that. Um, there's a lot of things to like it, about this movie. It draws inspiration from many other movies, namely David Fincher movies. You know, we were talking about Seven, but also uh, there's some Zodiac stuff in here, also from real life. But um, the the thing that we get at the end of it all is just really quite beautiful, and it's... Uh, it's a great take on Batman. It really is. Uh, I can't praise this movie enough. It might be my favorite Batman movie. I don't know. I really love, and Stevie is going to hate this, but I really love Batman Returns a lot. Like, deeply in my soul, I love that movie. Like, the a same way I love. A lot of people do. 
<laughs> Same way I love like Hook and other movies that you guys hate. <laughs> but <I> hate Hook. <laughs> but aside from that, The Dark Knight is a fantastic movie, and I I watched that movie the day it opened, and that's back when you had to wait in line. You know, you didn't get the tickets ahead of time, and I remember finishing it and thinking like, they can't make a Batman movie better than this. Like this is amazing. Well, the Batman is maybe as good, maybe better. It's at least in the same tier. Uh, there's just a lot to like the action, the acting, the casting, the cinematography, the score, the story. Uh, what else can you say? It's just a hard yes. It's amazing. I would give this, I would say this is uh, in my top three Batman movies. I would still say it goes Dark Knight and Batman Begins in the Christopher Nolan uh, universe. And then uh, I would say this is better than Rises for sure. I just uh, didn't care much for the third act. I thought that final set piece up on top of scoreboard or whatever in Madison Madison Square Gotham (laughs) uh, wasn't as cool as I had hoped it would have been. But plus, like, I mean, all of the cool part was shown in the trailer, which I guess is my fault. But um, I don't know. I just didn't care much for that third act so much as uh, the first two. Uh, The first two-thirds of this movie i think is pretty great and uh aesthetically i don't think i i would compare it like almost on par with the chris nolan movies in terms of aesthetics in terms of like uh how the overall film looks i think the city looks great i think the batmobile looks the best it's ever been and i think uh the bat suit is the best it's ever been i think just overall like the chris nolan movies are probably better looking overall but i mean this is a damn good looking movie, and I saw it in IMAX, and I, uh, I'm really glad that I saw it in IMAX. It's it's really good looking. Um, I'm excited to see what they do next. I hope the Joker isn't in the next movie. Honestly, I uh, hope that was a longer tease, and I hope they stick to more comic book stuff like the Court of Owls stuff that Stevie says that they were teasing because I think that'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, it's a hard yes very cool take on batman i think the only thing i want to see next is like batman beyond which is like future batman that's gonna be the batgirl movie by the way that's like the only iteration of batman that i still want to see (laughs) like that i think that is so cool that is such a great idea wait batgirl's gonna be beyond Corey? basically they're using that concept for that okay they're using that yeah that's such a cool idea um but this is, this is a really cool take on Batman, so hard yes. Superhero correspondent PK. Definitely yes from me. Mikey, I actually just watched Batman Beyond um, Return of the Joker last night. Super good. Yeah, this movie's awesome. The soundtrack was incredible. Cinematography, lighting, awesome. The Gotham they built and set up is so cool. I don't know where it's going to go. I would love to see like a Mr. Freeze or... Kind of like you guys said, a scarecrow in this like grounded, realistic world. So I'm excited to see where it goes from here. But uh, yeah, this was a fun episode. Congrats on uh, 400 episodes. You guys are killing it. Josh, definitely you. <laughs> no, Stevie. I'm the host, man. I go last. What the heck? I go last. Why do I go first at the beginning and like right in the middle of everything? Because you budged. Because you budged. I didn't budge Pappy. Pappy's up.
I'm not gonna let Josh boss me around. You're up next. Josh, Josh. you did flake. <laughs> you did flake. Yeah, after I bought you a ticket to the IMAX, and then just had to eat the cost on it because you didn't show up. You said you could get a refund. Was this a, a refund? Lie? I did. I did get a <laughs> refund, but. <laughs> Pappy, please go. Actually, please, as a personal favor. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> Since you jumped on mute, Josh has to win. I'll give this a hard, hard yes. Hard no for Josh's behavior right now. Sorry. Darn befitting of the 400th episode of Spoilers. And I'm super happy. <laughs> Very uncouth. Very uncouth behavior. Not parlay. Uh, mouth of Sauron activities. But. <laughs> So glad we have to spend the 400th episode with PK and new friend Austin. Uh, again, make sure you subscribe to Film Bro Basement Podcast if you like spoilers. Um, yeah, hard yes for this movie. Uh, Corey, I think like, the first thing you said, because you, you saw it first on Thursday, is that you liked it and it's different. I think the fact that it's different is probably one of my favorite things about it. It's a different take on Batman. Um, it's a different tone than most superhero movies. It, it feels like an updated version of Batman too, with a lot of the things. Um, that's probably why the Joker part's so disappointing, right? Because that doesn't feel different. That feels very derivative of like Marvel or other you know franchises that we see where they tease extended DC. Yeah, exactly. It feels like <laughs> that. Just feels like kind of a cheap little tack on. You know what I mean? It's like when squ- when uh. SpongeBob makes that statue, then Squidward puts the mustache on it, and it's like, this is its only flaw, and he takes it off. It's like, I really wish it didn't have that little tag on the end, but yeah, very hard yes for me. I I enjoyed this quite a bit. Uh, I'm with Austin, favorite superhero movie in a long time. Are you ready now, Josh? Was that good enough? That was an excellent yes or no, Pappy. I really appreciate you going. Thank you for that personal favor. Anyway, I went into this movie as a cynic because I've seen so many Batmans throughout my life. I grew up watching the Adam West reruns. I'm not as into the comics as Stevie and Corey, but I've read some. But I was just like, I love Robert Pattinson and these trailers look cool, but this movie kind of has to blow me away. And well, it kind of did. So it's a yes. But here are kind of like three notes I have. I wish that the Riddler's actual name was Alec Jones and it was like Paul Dano's character from Prisoners later in life and also played into Alex Jones InfoWars stuff. That's so funny. Because that really would make sense. We'd have to, I, I think you have to admit looking at this film, like there is something that connects between Matt Reeves' style and Robert Pattinson on screen that just really clicks. And I think that's why it was a good move to have Batman on screen for almost this entire film. It just really works. The dynamic there is awesome. And one last point. We just covered Lord of the Rings, and these episodes haven't released yet, but they're coming up next. But mm. one thing that George R. R. Martin always said in critique of the Lord of the Rings films was like, what happens to the orcs after Aragorn becomes king? Like, do they just go to Holocaust camps? Do they get like exterminated? They like committed suicide. Yeah, and even that's pretty dark, right? But what does happen? And let's get into it. But I think similarly, even though we've revisited Batman so many times, this movie asks like, if Batman is on his bat bike or whatever that's called, what happens like after he's riding 
for more than a few like solid seconds on normal pavement? What happens when he hits a rough patch? What happens when his mask looks weird and shakes and he's like really sad riding his bike? <laughs> I just like some of the gritty details, some of the stuff Pat or some of the stuff PK pointed out earlier with like him gasping on the ledge. I think is some of the strongest stuff the movie does. Heavy almost Vigo, yes, for me. That me now? Yep. Alright. Um yeah, so in terms of what I kind of want from uh, just this covered. series, from the future of it, is, you know, this movie it was very refreshing, as I said. I hope they can continue to do that in the next uh, installments while not sacrificing so much of what made this great. Like, you know, this has a great aesthetic, a great vibe, a great atmosphere, and I hope they can maintain that uh, and maintain this vision of Gotham while also managing to evolve, obviously, the character of Bruce Wayne and also just different takes on the villains in these storylines. Um, but yeah, the, the one thing I definitely don't want to see, I don't want to see Joker immediately. Uh, it's been done to death. And that one scene, that cameo, is like the one part of this movie that I wasn't fond of. That was bad. It, yeah. That was just bad. It's so mm-hmm. unnecessary. And then I just didn't think the... It, it didn't get me hyped. I didn't think the execution was great. Which was so weird because this film just, it, it was doing its own thing up until then. It felt like such a studio thing, but I mean, I, I am on board for whatever they want to do here. So if the Joker comes into play in the third film, so be it. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely giving this a hard yes. It's one of my favorite films in the last few years, which is crazy. I, I didn't expect that from a Batman movie at this point, just because of how much we've seen of him uh, in recent years, but... Yeah, I, I love this thing. Yeah. Very cool. Guess it just leaves me. Um, this is a rock hard, rock hard Vigo Mortensen yes for me. Um, All time favorite Batman movie. All time favorite superhero movie. Let's go. All t- time wow. favorite Batman. Um, Damn. All time favorite Batmobile. Like, this movie, I mean, here's how I compare it to Pappy. It's like, you know, there are, like, mob and mafia movies, and there's The Godfather. That's the way I look at this Batman movie. There are other superhero movies, then there's The Batman. I think this movie functions on such a high level, and it's so enjoyable, and the rewatchability is so high. Um, I cannot... Have you only seen it once, Yeah, I've only seen it once. I liked it better the second time. Yeah, I cannot wait to go to the theaters again. Um, I mean, yeah, I have nothing but awesome things to say about this movie besides one second. Besides uh, that one Joker scene, which I did not care for whatsoever. <laughs> but ninety nine point nine percent of this movie, I think, is really flawless, and I cannot wait to see where Matt Reeves and Pattinson uh, take this character in these movies. So, hardest of yeses. Stevie, is there something special there? Do they? Is that some sort of combo cheat code they got going on between the two of them? Well, it like gives you the feeling that like the sequel could be so much better. Doesn't it? It's like I don't know, maybe not with the Joker stuff, but like everything else that they set up this universe, it, it seems like they could they really have a vibe going on. Have you guys seen the um tests like pictures and footage of Pattinson when he auditioned for it? Mm-mm. There's this great photo of Pattinson where he 
he's not in full Batman gear. He's kind of like in drifter clothes, but he has the Batman black eye makeup on, and all you can see is his cheeks, and you can't see his eyes, and it looks fantastic. And I think that's kind of when, probably when Matt Reeves knew, like, this is the guy. Yeah, Robert Pattinson just kind of like has that face, like he's been through something. I don't know. <laughs> 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 like, you? Uh, he's experienced great pain. And last thing, I'll, I'll go ahead, Corey. I think Matt Reeves just saw Twilight and said, you know what? This guy's amazing. Shiny guy. Get him over here. Some people are still like, that's all they know of Robert Pattinson. Like, you know, the maybe not sophisticated film critics like us. He's but, so much better than that. But plebs on the internet, I, I still see them point out the but, occasional no, Twilight think, guy thing. I think there's like a lot of people who still like haven't seen Good Time, which is fucking crazy. Right. Yeah, at work, uh, this one guy, I told him I was going to see the Batman, and he goes, oh, it's the Twilight Batman, right? I'm like, well, I prefer to think of him as the Good Time Batman. Yeah, this yeah. is. This guy in the department started arguing me, saying he wasn't in Good Time, and I almost exploded. Oh my, don't you know who I am? I'm Safety Bro's shitpost, you motherfucker. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this guy has 500 followers. He's posted some crazy fucked up shit. Real fringe types. Last thing I'll add, though, is... I do like that they flooded the city at the end. That kind of comes from a comic called No Man's Land, which pretty much um, Gotham gets cut off from the entire country. Like the government disowns Gotham. Like nobody in, nobody out. Pretty much what they did in The Dark Knight Rises, kind of like that. Except in No Man's Land, instead of Bane controlling all of it, every like rogues gallery villain starts to take up and control parts of the city. And it's kind of a neat storyline, so maybe they'll do something with that. Gotta wash the city out. Clean it out the corruption. Gotta cleanse it, man. Gotta cleanse it with water. The rent so fucking high. Pap, you got trivia? Yeah. I do. I have a special, very fast trivia tonight. It's gonna be a closest to rapid fire, but I wanted to celebrate our 400th episode, so I did some poking around on the internet, ended up on dcfandom.com and issue 400 of Batman is called Resurrection Night and it ends in an explanation point just like Spoilers ends in. So like, okay, this will be our trivia. So for the 400th episode, in the 400th issue of Batman, how many antagonists are listed as characters in this episode? According to DCFandom.com. Sorry, characters in this issue. How many antagonists for Resurrection Night? We'll go most recent to spoilers to least recent to spoilers, and the tiebreaker will be if you've won Return of the King or or not, uh, or The Lord of the Rings or not. So we'll start with uh, Austin. How many antagonists in issue 400 of Batman? Uh... All right, I have no idea, so I'll, I'll go with six. Six? Um, PK? No, sorry, Corey would be next. You were, I think you came on later than PK. 23. 23? Sorry, let me label these. Up. Okay, then PK? Uh, 19. PK says 19. Josh? 
Can I use this time to point out that there's a Patreon only episode five of Boba Fett series TV show episode available? Is that online? out yet? His name is Bubba yes, Fett. Yes, it's out. Bubba Fats. <laughs> Bubba Fats. I get bullied <laughs> relentlessly. What's the highest answer? 26. 23. 23? Mm-hmm. I wanted to say 69, but that just seems ridiculous at this point. Um, 29. 29? Stevie, we said we'd say you next because you have been champion on the Lord of the Rings episodes before. Gonna... Those are coming out next. See if he retains that title. Do Corey's version of trivia. I'm going to go 24. 24. Last but not least, original member of spoilers, Money Mike. Four. Four. Let's go, Mikey. So according to DC Fandom, the antagonists are Black Spider, Catwoman, Cavalier, Dagger, Deadshot, Joker, Killer Croc, Killer Moth, Mad Hatter, Mirage, Penguin, Poison Ivy, Raza, Ghoul, Riddler, and Scarecrow, totaling 15, which makes... Damn, PK, you are the closest nice. uh, with Let's 19, go. only off by nice four. Nice job, PK. Very good. on the superhero questions traditionally, PK. Great work. Come in. Thank you. What do I do? Um, <laughs> what does he do with this victory? <laughs> say do I take us out? Say it. Yeah, this is, take, us take us out for the man. 400th episode, PK. All right, I want to bring back one of the good lines from the movie to, to for Spider-Man. Uh, here we go. Got a lot of spoilers. <laughs> Take it away, spoiler man. <laughs> Got a lot of cats. Got a lot of paps. Special thank you to our patrons. Nick. Oh, Brother Brian. You think his motive is political? Oh, no. This is very, very personal. Matt Troll. He's got ambition. The Meg. What makes you think I come so cheap? Nurse Stacy. This is very upsetting to you. David. Maybe he's a fan of yours? <laughs> Brother Ellis. Maybe he's got a grudge against you too. an episode hear your name read by spoiler man or even just help us make podcasts please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast you don't really care about his motives whether he loves or hates you i think somewhere deep down you're just terrified because you're not sure he's wrong huh you think they deserved it, huh? You think they deserved it. <laughs> that was spoilers.